Classic Reviews, it is Entertainment Talks podcast for reviewing classic television shows, video games and films. I'm your host Matthew and this is for Season 3, Episode 5, which is going to be for The Wire Season 3 on HBO and Sky Atlantic, of course. Um, so yeah, in Season 2 I did a back-to-back coverage of uh, Seasons 1 and 2, so if you missed that, uh, you can either go and check it out uh, by searching for it or I'll probably, uh, I'll link it in the show notes as well. So if you check your show notes... Um, I'll link the uh, season one and two review their individual reviews, so uh, go and check those out as well. But I'm back uh, for the Wire season three. Um, so we've got a few points to cover, which is some information, some new cast that joined, things like that. Uh, some people from Game of Thrones, some people from Walking Dead, uh, some other things. Um, yeah, so I thought this was quite a good season. I think this is certainly better than uh, season two. Um, season two wasn't like awful. It just wasn't like it, it's not on the same level as season one and two. And of course, I've not seen season four and five, so I can't comment on that. But we're here to talk about season three. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was a much better season. Um, of course, it doesn't have the whole Nikki and was it Rick and Nikki or something from from last season? That the guys down at the docks. It doesn't have any of that sort of stuff. Although there was a poster at the end of the season uh, for for that, um, it was to do with um, the the dad that was in that group. Anyway, that's season two stuff. You can go and listen to the podcast for that. Um, yeah, it doesn't have any of that sort of stuff, kind of dragging it down so much. Um, and it gets it gets back to the good stuff with um, you know with Omar and with Stringer Bell, of course, to, just being massive highlights for the season. Uh, of course, played by Idris Elba, uh, who played um, Stringer Bell, and of course uh, Michael Kenneth uh, Williams, who plays Omar, as well, who almost got killed at the end of the season. I think you could you could sort of say. Um, if I bring up the cast, I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but yeah, it's better than season two. I don't quite think it get back gets back to that peak level of season one, where you've got. Um, you know the the raids and stuff with uh, with Kima and with um, Herc and Ellis and those sorts of guys going in and doing. You know when you had that you had that area where the sofa was in the streets of Baltimore um, in season one. It doesn't quite get back to the goodness of that. I feel like um, I do think 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 this season's got slightly the problem of it maybe should have been. 10 episodes now granted this season's actually 12 episodes so it's an episode shorter than season one and two uh which does help the pacing a little bit and is uh certainly paced better than than season two and stuff um it's not quite as well paced as uh season one i think with season one um they managed to 
fill out more things with with the 13 episodes. So, uh, I mean, take from that what you will. So, um, yeah, much better season. And I'm really curious to see now that... Uh, well, his name's Russell Stringer Bell, uh, played by uh, Idris Elba. Now that he's out the picture, um, of course, Avon, uh, who was going to be... Was it Avon? Yeah, the one who came out of prison this season and assumed leadership after, I guess, uh, Russell Stringer Bell... I'll just call him Stringer Bell. After he was, like, uh, killed, he sort of, you know, Avon tries to take over and everything. Uh, and then, of course, they do the final arrests with um, Jimmy McNulty. Um, I'm sure some people call him James McNulty. But M- with McNulty um, coming in and giving him the, um, what's it, the, the arrest, arrest uh, warrant. And it's interesting when Avon says in that scene... Uh, there's only two days that you kind of think about in prison, which is the day you come in, the day you go out, and then I like when Jimmy kind of says back to him, you know, like, okay, in between that day, those days, you're going to have a lot of time to read this or something, because he says, oh, there's like a lot there, but you've got a lot of time on your hands or, or something, so I thought that was interesting as well. Um, so I've been talking to uh, Natalia during watching this season, uh, just about bits and pieces, obviously she, she didn't spoil anything for me. She said that this was um, originally going to be the last season. And then because they did uh, really well with DVD sales. Uh, which it says here. The season was released on DVD as a five disc uh, box set. Uh, under the title The Wire Complete Third Season. On uh, August uh, 8th 20, 2006. Not 2016. 2006 by HBO. It's, it's strange because usually in this day and age as well. Um, which is you know. Uh, twelve years later, roughly thirteen years years later, almost thirteen years later. Um, like usually in this day and age, if a show is cancelled or it's ending, it's it's done for the most part. There is certain situations in this day and age where um a show will get cancelled, another network will be like, "We want that. We're going to go and pay up the money to get it." Um, a random recent example is I think it was called One Day at a Time on Netflix. Uh, was cancelled by Netflix and almost like a month later I want to say up to a month later a channel that I hadn't heard of called Pop um, Pop TV or something came along picked it up those sorts of things can happen uh, you've got things like Fox which although they're changing because of the Disney thing they're happening or is or has happened they cancelled Lucifer and Netflix came along and picked it up so you can sometimes have that happening and I don't know if it was as much of a thing back when uh, The Wire was uh, around in you know 2006 and that uh, well, it actually says here, the, the third season of the television series The Wire of uh, 12 episodes first aired in the United States in 2004. So, yeah, because Natalia did say to me about um, a two-year wait for season four, <coughs> which is interesting. Um, I mean, it's it's almost becoming a bit more of a common thing for HBO, because uh, we've, we will have had to wait two, two years for... Um, what's it called Westworld season three and Game of Thrones, the final season took two years, and it looks like The Long Night is going to be two years after the uh, final season of Game of Thrones. Um, so it's it's almost become a bit more of a normal thing, but there is still a lot of shows that are like every October they're back sort of thing. And I'm I'm guessing that Wire the Wire was something that was a bit more consistent with that type of uh, scheduling. But yeah, it says, um, The Wire of, of uh, 12 Episodes first aired in the United States, uh, HBO 2004, from September 19th to December... Yeah, September 19th to December 19th. Uh, it introduces uh, Baltimore's local politicians and the upstart drug-dealing uh, Stanfield organization while continuing to examine 
the Barksdale organization and the Baltimore Police Department um, aired on Sundays at 9. That's not relevant now because it ended a long time ago. Yeah, so it's interesting that um, in this day and age you don't really get like, oh, Lucifer, Fox saved Lucifer because of DVD sales. That doesn't really, like DVDs still get bought and stuff and I suppose we live in more of a day and age where... You know, people are buying season nine of The Walking Dead on iTunes, or they're streaming it on AMC, or because um, that's usually as literally usually what happens these days is, um, you know, especially especially with something like Netflix, which I know is different to HBO, um, they put a season out there and then like through catch up methods, I guess, yeah, whether you're calling it on demand or Netflix or whatever, um, it. Uh, yeah, it usually depends on like, okay, how many people have recorded this through the, their DVRs and their freeview boxes and cable boxes. And it usually kind of can depend on that as well. Because live numbers aren't quite as relevant, I suppose, as they used to be. Although some shows do still get cancelled just off the basis of, uh, you know, okay, we're not doing well for live numbers. And that's pretty much that. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting that I'm looking at a series that was saved, I guess, by DVD sales and stuff. So... These things can happen, but it just it just doesn't usually happen these days. And I don't even hear about, like, okay, this show was saved because of iTunes sales or something like that. It's usually, does the network want it, or don't they? How many viewers are they getting through catch-up? And if it is dead, can another network or Netflix or somebody else um, come and pick up the show by paying for it, I suppose. So, yeah, it's interesting. Um... Yeah, the the so the new segment we're kind of bringing in for season three, which I didn't do for Metal Gear Solid, but I'm doing for every episode since. What would the wire be like if it was released today? So in 2019, like the first season came out today, or the, at any point this year, it doesn't have to be today, I suppose. Uh, and it was exactly the same show, but um, was updated with modern technology and stuff. Granted, the wire it's not as old as some of the other things we've covered this season, like Metal Gear Solid and Back to the Future. And Fools and Horses and stuff. This is probably one of the newer things we've we've covered uh, in terms of classics. But I do think The Wire is definitely a classic. Um, what would it be like if it was released today or this year, modern day, but uh, exactly the same show, like the exact same plots and stories that happen, but made with modern day technology? I think with how you can never really say that like politics is old, and with how politically heavy you know with crime police and governments and police commissioners all, all that sort of stuff with how all that's included i think that with today's political climate it would actually be i don't know if you could say more relevant but it's certainly like because of this is more of a political show as opposed to back to the future or fools and horses um politics is always going to be relevant at least you know for the foreseeable future and there's always going to be things that people are you know things that are on the news for for political reasons there's always going to be changes in government there's always going to be something happening in the world of politics and i think that even if it came out any point between when it came out and 2019 i think the show like this would always kind of be relevant even if this came out in like 2040 or something ridiculous like that because um, again, it is a, it would be treated as a little bit of a f- throwback thing because it would be based before modern day. I mean, it already is. So even if we jump ahead in the future, um, it would still be that way as well. Um, but yeah, politics is always going to be kind of relevant as much as we do or don't want it to be. Uh, it's always going to be a thing. Um, yeah. So I I still think I think this is in terms of this new I guess segment you could call it. Um, this is probably the most. What, the one that would stand out the most just because and even if it was released I think in this same 
uh, state. And not with like modern day upgraded stuff. Because you wouldn't need to do that much with this. Because you'd still have like the old phones. You'd still have the burner phones. You wouldn't like you wouldn't be giving Stringer Bell an iPhone. You would still be giving him these burner phones and all that sort of stuff. So you wouldn't even need to really change that much. It would just be like new cameras and new audio. And uh, obviously the cast would look older and stuff like that. So um, yeah I still think it would work pretty well. So. Um, so I want to go into a couple of negatives for this season, and one character in particular that really stands out to me, uh, Tommy Carsetti, he's played by Aidan Gillen, who of course played Littlefinger in Game of Thrones, uh, and probably a bunch of other roles, uh, Aidan Gillen, or Gillen is an Irish actor, he is known at for his portrayal of Peter, Littlefinger, Baelish, in the HBO series, of course another one, um, Game of Thrones 2011 to 2018, uh, or 2019 rather, um, yeah, he's he's done some other stuff as well. I his character never clicked with me in this season from the moment, and it wasn't to do anything to do with Aiden. I just found Tommy to be this like additional character I didn't really need. Granted, he becomes a bit more relevant to the end of the season because of the whole mayor run and all that sort of stuff, and this speech that he gives at the end of the season. Um. But I just don't, he's, I just never really, every time he popped up on the screen I was like, can we go back to like Stringer Bell and J- James, Jimmy McNulty and uh, and what what's Omar doing and those sorts of, he was like the, the Nicky and the Rick from last season for me. He wasn't as poor as those characters, actually I think I, I don't know, the, the, the drama at the docks was sometimes interesting, it wasn't that bad. Um, like it was still pretty good television, but it just wasn't the Wire season one or the Wire season three. Um, but yeah, Russell, not Russell Stringer Bell. I'm reading the wrong name. <laughs> uh, Tommy Cassetti, um, who was of course in in it says twelve episodes the whole season, so he's in every episode. I don't know. I just never found this plot interesting at all, really. Uh, which is kind of a shame, I suppose. And with that, you kind of had not because of his character, but you sort of had where is her name gone? Uh, Kima, one of my favourite characters from the last uh, two seasons, played by Sonja Son, I think is how you say her name. Uh, Sonja Son is an American actress and director, uh, best known for her roles as Detective Kima Greggs on HBO series The Wire, and Detective Samantha Baker on the HBO se- uh, and the ABC series uh, Body of Proof. She is known for having starred in the independent film Slam, which she co-wrote. Um, of course, that's a bit of background on her. I really, really liked her in the first two seasons, and I like her in this season. She just doesn't get to do much, like, not much at all, and it's, um, again, I can't tell if it's because Tommy comes in here and he's got a fair bit of screen time, but I remember getting to, like, episodes five through eight, ten, maybe, and I was like, huh, where's Kima? She was doing, like, the thing with, um, his name's, uh, Reginald, uh, Bubbles' cousins, uh, or, or Bubbles or Bubs as she calls him um, she was like doing a thing with him last season and it was like he was doing this kind of sort of undercover police work if you want to call it that with Jimmy McNulty and with um, with Kima really liked all that stuff it just gets kind of relegated later on um, so that, 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 that was kind of a shame to me I suppose I, I didn't really like that he's played by uh, Andre Royo says Andre Royo uh, that might not be how you say his name, but that's what's written there. He's an American actor, producer, and writer. is best known for his role as Regina uh, Reginald. Sorry, uh, Bubbles' cousins on the HBO crime series The Wire, and um, his appearances on Fringe, Party Down, How to Make It in America, and the 2013 film The Spectacular 
now, which I've not heard of that stuff. So that's a bit of background on him. You had somebody else in this season who was played by the guy who played uh, Tyrese uh, in The Walking Dead. Um, he's not listed in the main cast here, at least I can't see him. I'll probably edit this bit out while I find his name. Alright, so you had, yes, Chad L. Coleman, who of course played Tyrese in uh, The Walking Dead on AMC. So Chad L. Coleman, don't need to know, born September 6, 1974, as an American actor. He became known as portraying Dennis Cutty Wise uh, on HBO crime series The Wire from 2004 to 2008. Um, voicing coach in, so he did some Left for Dead work. And he's also, yes, uh, Tyrese Williams on the AMC post-apocalyptic drama, uh, The Walking Dead, which we, of course, do cover here on Entertainment Talk. Found his plot kind of interesting. He was an interesting little side character in a way, I suppose, although he became a bit more main with the whole boxing stuff uh, towards the end of the season, which I quite liked. Uh, I thought that was an interesting thing for him to do. It wasn't quite clear to me a little bit earlier in the season, like, why exactly they'd brought him in. Like, he seemed like he'd just kind of come back home or whatever to his, was it to his mum, I think? Um, and he was just trying to have a life in Baltimore, which, like, was like a half drug dealing, half sort of boxing thing it ended up being. It's, I don't know, but I found him interesting in this season, certainly more interesting than what, uh, than what Tommy had to offer in the season, so make from that what you will. Uh, Alright, let's take a break here actually. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so you can check out entertainmenttalk.org, of course, for all the rest of our TV, uh, video game and film coverage, uh, for things like The Walking Dead, the DC shows, Game of Thrones, uh, Westworld, speaking of HBO shows, um, we will, we will actually be, uh, speaking of HBO shows, there's a good way to kind of segue into it, I suppose, uh, we are planning on covering, um, Watchmen, the, the the new HBO series for the, for the comic book series, The Watchmen, uh, which is going to be done by Damon Lindelof, of course, from Lost. Um, the podcast probably would have started by the time that you are going to be hearing this, so go back and have a look for that if you missed our coverage of, uh, The Watchmen, and of course, if you missed our coverage of Game of Thrones, we obviously wrapped it up this year, or maybe last year, depending on when you're actually listening to this, um, yeah, we wrapped up, of course, our coverage for Game of Thrones, we do plan on doing, I think it's going to be called The Long Night, or apparently it's got, it's getting a new name soon. Uh, which we'll, you'll probably know by the time that this comes out. Um, so look out for all that stuff. Uh, of course, we've got um, Westworld coming back uh, fairly soon from when this podcast comes out. It should be around in April. 
Uh, we of course do have coverage for the first, uh, just the, f- the second season actually, not the first two seasons. The second season of Westworld, you can find all those podcasts on entertainmenttalk.org or on podcast platforms. We of course have uh, other TV coverage as well on Entertainment Talks, TV season reviews and a bunch of other stuff as well. And we of course review films here on Entertainment Talk. Um, you know that because of Back to the Future 3 that was in this season. Check out all the rest of the classic reviews that we've done. Check out the film reviews that we've done. Gaming Talk, obviously we do video game reviews here on Entertainment Talk. And we do a weekly show called Random Gaming Talk. I do that with Robert. And we discuss what we've been playing within the last week. Uh, any video game news. Anything that's relevant to video games at that point. Uh, if you've got any feedback, questions, comments, thoughts, ideas about any of the stuff that we cover. Or if you want to send in any Q&A questions. Any pop culture or personal Q&A questions. We're open to doing more Q&A podcasts. Uh, Matthew and EntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter eTalkUK. There's the contact page. And there's information in your show notes. Uh, Alright, let's go back to The Wire for Season 3. We've got Omar Little, who I want to talk about, of course, um, which got... His character arc didn't get wrapped up, I suppose, because, you know, he's still doing the string uh, thing with... The string. He's still still doing the thing with uh, Stringer Bell, although, you know, he got uh, killed at the end of the season. I liked his death scene. I thought it could have been... I mean, they got this, like... uh, you know, kingpin essentially trapped in a corner, and um, you've got not bunk. Um, the guy who we gave the nickname to, uh, which was Bowtie. His name isn't listed in the main cast here, uh, but you got him, and you've got uh, Omar. Got got him cornered, obviously. I like the bit where Stringer's trying to uh, um, essentially, you know, go up the, the, to, to, to the top of this building to go somewhere. I suppose he knows Omar's after him. He knows he's got a shotgun, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I like when he sees the, uh, I was calling the Bowtie guy, I can't, I can't remember his name. Um, but, uh, was it Lester? Not Lester? No, it wasn't Lester. He's one of the uh, detectives. Um, his name just isn't listed here, so I'm not sure what to do about that. But yeah, here's uh, him kind of teaming up with Omar. And, um, I mean, there's two combined scenes where you've got him and Omar. And uh, he's like, oh, I see you go for the Glock, whatever, and... Um, you know, they're sort of debating to each other if they're gonna, like, who's gonna hit each other, and then he goes and puts his gun away, obviously, and, uh, yeah, I thought that was an interesting little scene, and then they essentially, you know, team up to take down Stringer, that was pretty good, like that as well, and, uh, you know, they, they essentially interrupt one of Stringer's, uh, operations, I suppose, and, uh, the other guy gets shot as well, um, who's there, and then he goes to kill the, the guy who Stringer's talking to, and he's like all scared and all that. And then he, Omar's just like, no, I'm just going to leave you. Stringer's like running upstairs. So I'm going to go after him. Um, but I liked how he got kind of cornered. And they sort of teamed up. And the bit where that guy's aiming the uh, the gun at him. Uh, like his, his little pistol thing. Whatever it was called. And then he does that thing where he's pointing to the left. He's like, nope, go back that way. And then Omar comes up the stairs. And Stringer knows he's sort of done. Uh, which of course also leads into Jimmy's arc this season. Where he decides to go west. At the end of the season, which is what he said to, uh, where's his name here? Uh, not Tommy, it's not Avon, it's not Rhonda. Uh, Rhonda had kind of been an interesting arc this season. She was pushed to the side a little bit as well. Um, where's his name? Uh, Cedric Daniels, he speaks to him, uh, played by Lance Riddick, of course. Uh, speaks to him and he's like, nah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of done. Obviously he's very, like, disappointed that... Not only did he not get Stringer Bell because they had him and they were on their way to get him, but Stringer doesn't know that he got caught. Essentially, he knows he got caught by Omar, but he doesn't know that he got caught by uh, Jimmy uh, McNulty, of course, by the end of the season. 
So was he talking about like the West Baltimore Police Station or something? I guess we'll find out. I guess I'll find out properly in season four. But you do see him at the end of the season um, with like a new group of people, and he's sort of sitting there and smiling. So um, that was kind of that was kind of cool. Uh, who else did the season? Roland. He had a big arc this season. Accidentally shooting the uh, undercover uh, black policeman. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to be racist. Like that. That was the. Uh, I mean, because he's this. I guess because of the culture of the show and everything, because he was this black guy that didn't clearly state himself as police. Like, he turned around and he didn't say, I'm police, put your weapon down. Roland didn't do it. And then he shoots him. So, and then they find out, of course, you know, he's got the uh, badge tucked away in in his um, thing. So, I I do kind of wonder, in that scene, if he'd have been... How do I say this without trying to sound too... I don't know, He's it's kind of the part of the culture that, you know, he does see this uh, black guy in the street and assumes he's one of the drug dealers, I suppose. That's what he sort of does. And then he's like, doesn't announce himself as police and then he just sort of messes everything up. So, um, you see him talking to, uh, who is it, Bunk at the end, uh, William the Bunk uh, Morland at the end of the season. I think it's him that he's speaking to. And he's like, oh, you can fight the charges and all these sorts of things. I hope we see a bit more of that in uh, in season four. Because I'd like to know what happens to him as well. It's interesting if this was planned to be the last season. And you sort of got um, Tommy and the other guy who are running for mayor. You don't quite find out what happens with that. And then you've got, like I said, you've got... Um, where did his name go? You've got... Uh, why do I keep losing his name? Roland, I just mentioned him. You got him kind of facing these charges, and you don't quite know what's going to happen with that. So, yeah, overall, a, a much much better season of The Wire. I'm really looking forward to seeing where they take things in season three. Oh, another character, two characters I was going to touch on: Ellis and Herc, two of probably my favourite characters in the season. I might do an actor and actress spotlight just on Seth Gilliam because of it's become clear to me after watching these three seasons of The Wire, he's be he's not being used fully in The Walking Dead, and The Walking Dead's still going on, he's still in it, and all that sort of stuff. Um, he's capable of so much more than what The Walking Dead is giving him, and I want to kind of talk about that in a separate podcast, and kind of kind of compare the two characters, Ellis and uh, Father Gabriel. Uh, of course, I also did meet Seth Gilliam, I was lucky enough to do that at Walker Stalker Con uh, this year, 2019, in case you're listening to this next year, or the year after, whenever you're listening to this, uh, the Walker Stalker 2019 conference that I, uh, convention, not conference that I went to, um, it, it's just so clear to me that <laughs> even just from the, like half of the first season of The Wire, he's not being utilised fully in The Walking Dead, and Father Gabriel's a bit more of a side character in The Walking Dead, I suppose, he's like a main recognisable character. But he's he could be do he could be given so much more to do. He's capable of it, so it's not like Seth's thought, I suppose, in The Walking Dead. But I'll I'll leave that to another separate podcast. I really want to kind of jump into that and discuss why that's not happening so much for him. Um, Herc, of course, he's doing the uh, raids with Ellis. They weren't quite together like as buddy cops so much this season, and I did kind of miss a bit of that. And again, some something happened between around episode five to six to like episode ten. Where, like, it was very much focused on Tom, it was focused on a bunch of other things, and then they did switch to, like, Stringer Bell and Omar, I suppose, later in the season, but, um, yeah, I could have used with a bit more, um, where's she gone, with a bit more, why do I keep, Kima, um, 
Herc and Ellis. I could have used them three doing the the three buddy cop thing um, more this season. It didn't quite happen. So I'm looking forward to seeing if the if that happens more next season and what next season's got to bring. Um, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much everything that I think I want to talk about with the wire. Of course, if you've got anything you want to give for feedback for the wire, or for any questions, comments, thoughts, ideas for any of the other podcasts that we do, Matthew at Entertainment Talk, tw- Matthew at Entertainment Talk dot org, Twitter E Talk UK. There's the contact page and information in your show notes. Yeah, that's the wire season three. It's really, really good. It's a lot better than season two. There's some weird, like I said, there's some weird character shifts, I suppose, or or screen time shifts. Uh, that happened in season three that I wasn't quite so happy with, um, but it's certainly better than season two. And again, season two isn't awful. It's still really, really good. It's just not as good as the other seasons in the same show, I suppose. Uh, but we'll see what season four and five has got for me. Um, but the, I, I just want to point out quickly the characters I'm looking forward to seeing more of in the future. Uh, so you've got James Jimmy Manotti, quite like him still. Uh, you've got, I'm not quite so bothered about Rhonda, although she seems to sort of automatically be tied to certain plots. Um, I'm looking forward to more of, um, I hope Tommy isn't in next season. <laughs> I don't know if, it, I mean, if he's running for the mayor, he's probably in next season, but I, I don't know, because I haven't seen next season. More of Kima, more of Herc, more of Omar, more of, um, of course, Ellis, Seth's character. I want some more of that sort of stuff, so, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. And more of, um, Reginald bubbles or bubs more of him next season so we'll see what happens but thank you all very much for listening and uh yeah entertainmenttalk.org is of course where you can find all the content that we've got uh you can support the, support the podcast support entertainment talk we're on patreon uh you can go and check us out on patreon entertainment talks on there uh we have an amazon affiliate link that's where you can shop on amazon we'll get a small cut it won't cost you anything extra itunes feeds please rate review and subscribe to those they help us out as well uh, if you don't want to review the feed, you can just rate it, but make sure you subscribe to the feed, because uh, then you'll get to the new, the new episodes. Uh, and of course, there's one more episode, well, technically two more episodes left of Classic Reviews. There'll be episode six, which will be the last review episode for the season, and then there will be the season uh, three rankings, which will be the week after, so look out for all of those as well. Um, what else is there? Yeah, iTunes feeds. Uh, Please do the star rating. If you don't want to review the feed, just scroll down and click on the star rating. Subscribe. Make sure you subscribe so you get sent the new episodes. Word of mouth. Please tell your friends, family, people, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. That will help us out as well. Uh, share the posts on Facebook. Retweet them on Twitter. Put them in different Facebook groups if you're allowed to. Lastly, video games. If you want to watch me, Robert or David, play different video games. Me and David stream on Twitch. Robert streams on Mixer. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next week for the season finale, I suppose, of a property that will be completely different to The Wire. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time. Goodbye.